0: Now I'm ready.
1: Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw.
0: And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
1: We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way.
0: Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, touring... In the Gorge
1: With Sarah Gilbert Sarah, welcome to the show Thank you And Sarah, you're the founder, co-founder, founder? founder?
2: Well, you could call me either You're the co-founder, founder (laughs) founder of Cordilleran Tours
1: (laughs) In the Columbia River Gorge Tell us uh, a little bit about what you do
2: uh, I do a lot of different tours from hiking to biking and just vehicle-based tours. Uh, so we kind of run the gamut bringing people to the gorge and other places as well. We'll go to the coast or the mountains, but we're focusing a lot on the gorge right now um, and just trying to get people around in uh, you know, a car-free way. Um, most of the tour companies that operate in the gorge focus more on kind of seeing all the top sites as fast as possible. And our focus is to try to get more deeply into the different um, activities and insights and there. So, you know, actually spending time on trails rather than just walking to the waterfall and getting back in the van.
1: Less of the snapshot, more of the life memories. That's the idea. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, we're happy to have you here on the show for this evening, and we'll get into a little bit of our interview segment in a few here. Uh, but before we do that, yes. we've, we've got some catching up to do. <laughs>
0: a little bit. Just a yes. tiny bit. So uh, uh,
1: where where were you this week? We've Aaron? been
0: away. Uh, <laughs> I went down to Mexico City and then to Guernavaca, which is about two-hour bus ride south of Mexico City, and spent about ten days down there. I nice. was uh, just hanging out. Yeah.
1: Was it Was it a relaxing trip?
0: Yeah, it was too relaxing. Honestly. <laughs> okay. You, you walked
1: into the studio with this look of like. Huh? Back at the grindstone, eh? Yeah,
0: yeah. I f- I forget, like, you know, when you, when you haven't been
1: doing not, not anything. Not the sprocket <laughs> is the grindstone, but, but work <laughs> and life is the yeah, grindstone. Yeah,
0: exactly. When <laughs> when you've had no rhythm whatsoever or no like agenda, it's really hard to to do even like some of the simple things. Like, oh yeah, after I'm done cooking, I have to like clean up after myself (laughs) i have to sweep the floor Mm -hmm. i have to you know wash my dishes things like that yeah never really thought of those things for the last 10 days
1: so when you when you go on vacation are you because i i almost find this impossible to do unless i'm truly like on the other end of the world is are you able to fully check out and just like put your woes behind oh no and okay no no it it still still takes some doing i i get
0: i've gotten kicked out of the kitchen at least four or five times uh at our host's house oh no he's like no don't do the dishes get out of here Mm -hmm. go relax have fun go go Go, chill out go Go sit by the pool (laughs) i wake up in the morning what are we gonna do today where's what's our agenda well we're gonna sit by the pool for a while
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i I don't know if i can do that
1: Mm. so you'd you'd be you'd be tracking down a used um Ham radio store to be able to check in <laughs> yes. with your radio friends back yes. at home.
0: Yes, <laughs> breaker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did yeah. what did you end up? Or excuse me, what did you end up doing?
0: We did end up doing a lot and a lot of walking. Uh, we almost reached ten miles just of cumulative walking around Mexico City in one day. Oh, nice. Um, that was the day. Gosh, where did we go? Uh, oh, we. This is kind of a pilgrimage of mine now. Like, okay. I mean, I've only been to Mexico City twice, but both times went to Trotsky's house, and so this is maybe going to be a tradition. What is Trotsky's but, house? So, you know, Leon Trotsky, um, uh, one of the oh, like sort of— Oh, Trotsky's Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was from, thinking of like a fine steak from, dinner. Yeah, and, no, and no, maybe... from the Russian Revolution. Oh, okay, that um, Trotsky. He was exiled at one point once uh, Stalin took over— mm. Because he was like kind of a main rival. And I won't go too much into the politics or anything like that, but he was exiled. And uh, the artists, De- Diego Rivera and yeah. uh, Frida Kahlo, okay. kind of took him in and uh, actually applied for asylum for him in Mexico City after he was bouncing around to various other places. Interesting. <clears throat> and then he ended up like having his own kind of little mini ranch mm-hmm. um, just down the street from Frida Kahlo's house. Okay. And so. Um, the line for Frida's was so long, and um, thank you to Mr. Rolf Olson for standing in line for us while we all walked over to Trotsky's house and took the tour there, oh, okay, <laughs> and then we got back, and he's still standing in line with, for us, yeah, but um, that was a lot of walking, and from there, just man, just from one end of the city to the another to another, it was just mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of walking. Um, does the city have a bike share? It does. Okay. Uh, not all of us were as into getting into it as two of us were. we're, Oh, (laughs) I was going to say, were
1: were you the only one? (laughs) No. Well, so pledging for bikes. So
0: Anna and I weren't the only ones on vacation. Um, Anna's sister, Pearl and and her partner, Joe were also there. So it was like kind of like a mini family reunion Mm -hmm. because we were there visiting her dad and, and her grandmother. Um, and uh, so, you know, majority rules and not everybody wanted to like ride bikes in a foreign city of 20 million people, hmm. uh, especially when the car traffic doesn't always, it doesn't look like it's watching out, but I'll be, I'll be honest. A lot of cars crossing the street, like as, as someone walking across the street, okay, a lot of cars will stop for you. Okay. Uh, whereas I kind of, I'm more hesitant to cross the street here in Portland than I was mm. over in Mexico City.
1: So, so not to equate the two, but your experience mirrors closer to mine in India. In I that was, respect, I
0: honestly was thinking a lot about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh it is interesting how how that dynamic sort of changes. Where it's, it's like if somebody like on MLK's. That's a great example. People on MLK did actually stop this time for me, except for one person. In in the marked crosswalk, just right outside the studio there? Well, it helps that I just kind of started walking. Uh Because I had enough distance, and I was like, well... I, I cross the street daily, you know, to and from work, and it, you kind of get a feel for when it's okay to just nose out into yeah. it. Um, otherwise, you tend to wait on one side for a little bit of a time. Yeah. Um, so you're saying in Mexico, like, a, a in some circumstances, a similar situation, people would have stopped. Oh, yeah, okay. definitely.
0: Um, even if there was a couple times where we were walking across and the light changed, and, like, Anna's dad would just be walking at a normal pace, whereas, mm-hmm. you know...
1: And it went to red. on? My
0: instinct, yeah, or yeah, yeah, or went to green. Oh, I see. For the traffic, my instinct
1: is like, oh shit, run across.
0: And uh, he was just, you know, eh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna run me over.
1: Hmm. I wonder if he has some secret to crossing streets that I, I don't know.
0: I mean, he's been living there, so he, I would take cues from him. Okay, nice.
1: Do you find when you're out on vacation or such you're able to to fully escape the rigors of life at home or
2: well it's it's a little harder when you have kids at home i think uh, uh, there's there's some concern that always goes on and okay, you know logistics and such,
1: We're just making sure everybody's taken care of yeah <laughs> nice, nice. there's um yeah always a lot of different ways to to travel I think the like the last four. Ish trips I've done, like long trips, have all been bike related. But it occurs to me people do just vacation without bikes. (laughs) Maybe I'll give that a try one of these days.
2: I've done it before. Oh yeah, it can be done. It's possible.
0: I don't know if it's enjoyable, but no, it was enjoyable. I I did take a a full day of just deciding. Okay, I'm going to take a picture of every bike I see. Mm
1: -hmm. Ooh, and you and got then, a new uh, you got a new profile pick as well.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I got a haircut. That was a fun experience actually oh, yeah. trying to convey in, in another language that I barely speak um, what I, like how I want my hair to look mm-hmm. to a point where like ahead of time I downloaded a picture of a soccer player whose name I don't even know. I just liked the hair. Mm-hmm. And it was like, try like this.
1: <laughs> I I don't I didn't see the picture of the soccer player, <laughs> uh, but I I'd say the haircut worked yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I I think at one point like she's asking me a question and I just said like like tengo un foto, which means I have a a picture. Okay. And and she's she responded with something that I don't remember. Mm. I I like couldn't I I knew like from her mannerisms anyway she was just waiting for me to show her the picture.
1: Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, yeah, hand it over. <laughs> Anna
0: was there to help translate the oh, words okay. that I don't know.
1: Nice. So, so quick recap. Um, f- most favorite moment and uh, moment that you least expected. Oh.
0: Most favorite moment
1: or favoritist, as some would say.
0: I'm gonna answer, Actually, I'm gonna answer the second part. Yes. First, uh, I did not expect to go to a soccer game. Um but we found one it was uh the women's league which you know kind of sweetened the deal in that like you know the women's league doesn't get a whole lot of attention Mm -hmm. um even here like
1: they don't get a whole whole lot of attention despite having like world uh cup qualifying athletes yes and olympic qualifying athletes having
0: won the world cup exactly several years ago Mm -hmm. yes um but in the meantime, yeah, not a whole lot of attention, not a whole lot of funding. Mm. Um, but also like, in the meantime, like it's kind of because of that. I, I don't know how to say it. Like,
1: I was more drawn to it. Mm-hmm. You, you had and, an um, an emotional investment in the cause.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and we saw, um, the Club America Club de America, okay, uh, versus the Tijuana Cholos. Okay. And that, by the way, is a hairless dog. Okay. A breed of hairless dog, which is one that's like my dog that I want
1: Ooh. because it won't shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes it easy. Yes.
0: That's that's my dream dog, actually.
2: Did <laughs> they have any um, dogs there? Uh,
0: well, we did see a few um I saw one actual hairless dog and there was a few that I wasn't sure it was a hairless breed or if just maybe it might've had some problems, <laughs> but there's, we went to a dog park. Yeah. We went to a dog park and that was actually kind of neat because all the dogs, there was like uh one guy who must've been like a professional, like dog walker or something. He had like 10 or so dogs with him and he's just throwing the ball back and forth and they would, run and there wasn't like I've seen this a few times in dog parks here in Portland where like you get dogs that will play together and then like one kind of goes a little too far and you know the misunderstanding happens and you kind of have to break the two dogs up hmm. and granted I was only there for like an hour or so but uh didn't really see that either
2: better behaved There's,
0: dogs possibly I saw the weirdest bull terrier though was like a bull terrier head, but like thinner body and really long legs and long, long, like spindly legs. It was like this bull terrier and a whippet kind of hmm. mix. Hmm. <laughs> really weird.
1: Nice. nice. It sounds like your uh, 10 days went quite a bit more exciting than mine. <laughs> quite. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Wait,
0: what was your 10 days like? <laughs> my 10 days,
1: I was, I was thinking of like a highlight reel of my last 10 days and all I could come up with, <laughs> and this isn't to to put a dour sense on the mood was um help my back recover from throwing it out oh no and, uh, and do my will so i did my will and oh, and, Jesus. I, and i rested <laughs> <laughs> well, was so it like, that
2: bad the back throwing yeah out? It, it was uh, like it's still <laughs> I it's still
1: recovering no fortunately it was not that bad that's good. um that's As i'm fortunate, also, fortunately also sitting here right now um it yeah. was pretty bad like earlier last week um mm. and then i've just been like resting it and then the work week it's kind of back to like 30 percent of what it was at that time so i think my my game plan for the next couple days is continue resting continue relaxing and uh epsom salt is your friend oh yeah but uh yeah it was uh one of those weird things where um you do the same motion you know thousands of time and for me it was going up the staircase with my bike and i just tweaked it just right to uh take the turn there so Lesson, the staircase like at your front porch yeah yeah oh. there's like a tight yeah, it's turn it's a little steep it yeah. is yeah it's totally steep so again like it, it was probably just an accident waiting to happen um mm-hmm. but it, it happened while you were in mexico <laughs> so um yeah that was my exciting week was that that and like writing my will which <laughs> I've i've just it's it's something i've always wanted to put down on paper uh-huh. because i have no intention of going anywhere anytime soon although i do Happen to like biking, so that that thought occurs. There,
0: there is yeah, some, yeah, some danger. Oh, for um, sure. More so, just wanted so to
1: to take care of some stuff. I'm this very, week.
0: I'm very intrigued by this. Writing down your will, like, mm-hmm. did you do the whole like stereotypical like bequeath various items, or mm. or like did you just say like, you know, whoever will take care of this?
1: A little bit of both. Um, so there were like. I don't have a lot of possessions, but I also wanted to write it in a fashion that allowed for me to not have to update it any time in the near future. Uh, so with, right. with that in mind, um, provided I still am in possession of like my camera or my speakers, like that uh, was something that I thought about in sort of a specific sense, but more so because um, my photography and my like audio path through life has been very influenced by a couple of very close peers. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to allow for that to go to those persons if they want that yeah um but it was basically like four things and then pretty much everything else is like sell that shit um donate it (laughs) to this nonprofit, this charity etc so it's basically like taking away that emotional burden from whoever has to put up with that which um thank you marika you're a great sister uh (laughs) and and in that regard uh just trying to make sure it goes towards you know the best utilitarian right uh facet
0: now, did you go so far as to have this, like, officially, like, I don't know, like, what makes a, yes. a legal you document? Have to notarize it. Yep.
1: You, right. you have to have two witnesses and an official notary to get wow. a wheel certified in the state of Oregon. And and you, you did? I have it with me. It'll be notarized tomorrow because it's my wow. first day off since I, I can actually <laughs> right get out on. of bed again. Um, <laughs> but with that, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, I don't know, it's, it's something I've thought about over time. Like, there's a morbidness to it, but then also there's like a... Um, a sense of peace that comes with it as yeah. well. Like when you get when you when you finish it, and I was oddly emotional during the writing process, but then felt very nice and calm afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Will, Wills are fun. Wow. If you will. have stuff, um, it's never too late to write this, one. You may you this, may you will use it at thought, a point though. in time. I mean, yeah. you probably won't have to use it too <laughs> soon, or at least I hope. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's food for thought.
1: Yeah. Well, with that cheery note. <laughs> speaking, wait, of wills, speaking of wills, wait a minute. Wait, wait. <laughs> hold on. I, I've got it. We we might not um, have a will here in the airstream, but Aaron, do you know what we do have?
0: What do we have?
1: We have some absolutely great beer and assorted beverages from
0: yes. the Beermongers on Southeast Division and 12
1: Sarah, what are you having over there? Um,
2: I have the Juicy IPA from Barrelhouse Brewing. It's delicious.
1: Nice thoughts, um, and and it ju- so Juicy IPA is from where? What brewing company is that? Barrel House. Barrel House, mm-hmm. and they're located in
2: uh, Paso Robles. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I was conflating that with another brewery that starts with Barrel, and I. Probably ten barrel, actually.
2: Yeah, you know what? I think there are like four thousand breweries in the U.S. now. Oh, okay. They probably have a lot of a couple of
1: barrels. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and how? What are you enjoying over there? Ah,
0: I was torn whether whether to go with root beer, or kombucha, and I had a root beer. Yeah, today. I, I threw yes, a singer a in this Steelhead, week. <laughs> which is great. I, I think I wanted the sweet today. Nice,
1: anyway, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Plus, to wash out, you ha- you had what? What did you describe it as? The worst root the beer. The worst
0: root beer I've ever had. Um, I mean, you know, it was it was homemade root beer. Oh, okay. And it's—I'll just say it was a swing and a miss. Okay. Hey, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get someone's those. homebrew, and you know they're maybe they're just working out the
1: kinks. Yeah, and that that's okay. Um, I'm having a Happy Mountain kombucha of dragon fruit variety, and uh, I don't know if I've had this one before. It's actually it's it's competing in my palate with Lionheart. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or maybe it's just this Happy particular flavor. Happy Mountain's good flavor. stuff.
0: Yeah. What what flavor again?
1: Uh, dragon fruit.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: good stuff. So we we've brought Sarah into the studio today to talk about Cordilleran tours, and um, talked a little bit about that earlier. In regards to the operations, sort of tell us what the what the scope of things is right now, or, or how big is the crew, and sort of how long have you been at this?
2: Well, I have been planning for a long time and working at developing the company. I've been in the tour business now for five years. Okay. Um, but uh, as far as, you know, operating tours, uh, we're really in the first season of operation. So, okay. you know, I've been going on for a couple months now, um, but most of my uh, booking is ahead of me, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, we have a fleet of bikes. It's pretty small now, but we're building it, uh, as we book more tours and a sprinter van and, uh, uh, about four guides that I'm working with right now. Uh, most of the work is, uh, being done by myself and my partner, Marcus. Okay. Nice.
1: And, um, so what, what, what sort of seeded that idea? You've mentioned you've been in the tour industry for a while. Was there, um, sort of a pivotal moment or you just sort of saw this as an offering that wasn't being met.
2: Yeah, I mean there were a number of things that okay. I it would often get people uh you know on my tours. I started out at pedal bike tours um who you know, said you should start a tour company doing this tour or mm-hmm. that tour or mm-hmm. if only we had some somebody that did, you the know. The
0: tour a, company you worked for said you should start a tour company? No. Oh, no, oh, no, okay. no, the
2: customers. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> That makes a little bit more sense, I would start but also talking, not, not yeah. out of the ordinary. Either. I, would, I, I would start too. talking about something like, you know, wanting to forage for mushrooms and somebody uh-huh. would say, you should do a mushroom foraging oh, tour. And hmm. I would think, yes, I should. Biking the um, mushrooms. I did in yeah. one case, you know, develop a tour for the company that I worked for. Um, I did a pot tour. The, the, uh-huh. the, I launched it the same day that we started having a recreational pot available. Oh, cool. Um, but, you know, I wanted to have a lot more flexibility and power over my my own future and um you know I like my own ideas and not everybody else does so yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted and, to but will ha- yeah. be able to have that flexibility
1: and that way you get you get to do or the best of both worlds there
2: exactly yeah
1: so you've been working on a couple of different excursions and one of them that I was um pretty excited was about was the bike airport express uh so tell us a little Ooh. bit about how that yeah. idea sounds came to fruition yeah. and uh, what, what it's about.
2: So as I was launching the company, I went to Travel Portland, the you know local uh, agency, and I walked around and they introduced me to everyone there. And one of the first people I met said, I've been trying to get somebody to do this for so long. Pick people up from the airport uh, yes! with a bike, right? Yes. And I was like, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> idea. Okay, I'm doing yeah. it. Uh, and uh, he didn't believe leave me at first and then i said on the page later that night and they were everyone was like oh you are doing that <laughs> <laughs> uh they were really excited uh so um, i'm crazy about cargo bikes i've had a cargo bike for uh eight years now no nine years oh wow. yeah since my uh Youngest was a baby before he was one. And uh, long tail is my preferred cargo bike. And uh, we had just happened to purchase uh, several uh, extra cycles uh, within a few days of this visit, uh, Edwin and I. So, uh, you know, it seemed like fate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the idea is I meet, uh, you know, a guest at the airport with a cargo bike. Um, and actually, Maddie is super excited about doing this with I can me. Maddie see her Carlson being into this, she, I mean, yeah. she's she's awesome at hauling stuff, right? Like yeah. we both are, you know, like to display our power of hauling. So <laughs> you know, we'll bring along the cargo bike. The guests can also have a cargo bike, and uh, then we offer, of course, to carry all the luggage for them. If they want to carry something on their own, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's kind of our bailiwick. So we'll um, ride them from the airport to their hotel or Airbnb. Oh, nice. Yeah, the idea is um, to try to get as much out of that trip from the airport, you know, to your uh, hotel or Airbnb as as you can. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more that I think you can get out of riding a bike. So the um, the route that we've developed is, goes along the Columbia River, along Marine Drive, then through the Columbia Slough, through St. John's. That's a it, decent it's, ride. It's a I... gorgeous ride. Right, yeah. it's so much fun.
0: I will choose to take that home from work quite often. Yeah, uh, I work like up on marine driving. Oh, cool. Yeah, even though it adds sometimes you know ten, fifteen miles to my commute. Yeah, it's a it's slow worth...
2: ride, but it's so worth it.
0: <laughs> I just got a good and plenty. No, which one is this? Mike and I. Nice.
2: My twelve-year-old is here with us. He decided <laughs> to come you. along Generous, yeah. generously, generously providing a sweet me. one. Oh, I will absolutely <laughs> take a Mike and I. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I wonder. I wonder how Ike feels about it. Mike. Mike's. They'll be all right. Thank you. Did you guys ever?
0: By the way, this is quite the tangent, but did you ever um, see the ads for Mike and Ike's where they were like kind of fostering this rival between the two of them?
1: No. Oh yeah. Interesting. You need
0: it. Yeah, there would be billboards, and like one would be scratched out, and then like you oh, drive okay. down, and like,
1: like trading. billboard, okay. it, like the other
0: one scratched out. That's anyway. clever. <laughs> um, so back to bike tours, the airport. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's yeah, that's really awesome taking people home from the airport. Now, this isn't just necessarily for like people who are going to an Airbnb per se, but are you partnering with like various Airbnbs to like make this a thing or?
2: You know, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. That would be a good idea. There's a local organization of Airbnb hosts Mm -hmm. that I've been told I should join and haven't done yet, but I think that would be a great idea.
0: Yeah. I know they're, they're doing a thing. Um, They're, I can't remember what exactly they are. It's they're called the experiences. Them, yes, the yeah, Airbnb yeah. I, experiences. I actually
2: spoke to a woman there and um they're trying to get more professional tour companies to work with them. Hmm. So I'm gonna be launching a number of tours with them too. It's, you know, lots of uh logistics yeah. uh, in their back end. Nothing difficult, just you know, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh once I do that, I think the bicycle apart express is a great idea. Mm-hmm.
1: And tying into the Gorge, or excuse me, not the Gorge, but tying into the Airport Express, um, you mentioned also that you're offering a Trailhead Express as well.
2: Right. And this uh, started coming about when uh, we were working on you know doing a number of tours in the gorge as the, the weather started to get nicer, you know, post fire situation where we have lots and lots of trailheads closed. Uh, the Forest Service people are telling me it could be months before any of these open. And the first beautiful day in March that uh, I took a tour out there, we were doing a a sample tour for the bike tour I want to do, and mm-hmm. we drove up to uh, Lateral Falls, and there are people parked on both sides of the highway, oh, you yeah. know, illegally, and because mm-hmm. um, it's and- only
1: it it only just got opened down to, not even you can't even get to it's
2: down to angels rest trailhead which you can't actually use as a trailhead so you can turn there and go back onto the freeway from so it's basically open for about four miles Mm -hmm. of of the part that you know people use as as scenic highway um so from chanticleer point to the angels rest trailhead so there's only a few waterfalls open only a few hikes open so and it
1: would, it would be kind of like going to the Grand Canyon and saying like, Hey, here's the viewpoint. Now you've got to turn around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
2: that's true with Multnomah Falls yep. for sure. There's on, the only thing that's open there now is is just the little platform. And yeah, that only opened a week there. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh so We're, there's there's no hikes available on most of the Western Gorge except for Lateral Falls and veil which is only a third of a mile one way. Mm-hmm. Um and then on the uh the Washington side, you know, they're already seeing a lot more um, Use of those trailheads. Oh, yeah. Parking is just impossible on any beautiful weekend day. Hmm. So the idea was I mean, it already uh, was that way. Right. It already was really difficult. Like they would say, you know, at Eagle Creek before the fire, they would say, don't even lock your car don't leave any valuables in because there were yeah. so many you know bash and runs oh, really? and yeah like it was almost impossible if you went at the wrong time to mm. get a parking space so um and that you know there's me
1: really glad i have a tuesday wednesday weekend right yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> i know that's a lucky thing for tour guides is that we get to use the space when not everyone else is using it mm-hmm. uh but uh you know during those weekends uh, i figured it would be you a real great service to start offering a trailhead shuttle and it was um you know something to do as uh, we ramp up with the business too you know we have this vehicle uh so i started uh you know listing that just this past weekend um so we're you know just getting the word out about that mm-hmm. you know people are really excited to hear about it but um you know i think it'll be a little while before that becomes uh something that people know about. Yeah. You know, they they have the Gorge Express shuttle that had um had been running, you know, during the summer uh, and bringing people to Multnomah Falls. And lots of people were using that as a hiking shuttle, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, riding out to Multnomah Falls and then hiking, you know, the loop. But none of those are open now. So even when that shuttle opens, presumably it'll be at least a few months before any of those trails open.
1: And this is interesting, too, because we we got a call to action, uh, which we'll we'll get to in just a little bit from E.J. Finneran. And uh, that's covering a new survey that the Gorge Express just put out saying, you know, hey, folks, what are you looking forward to? Where should we put this or where should this go in terms of their use? And I hadn't tied it together until you just mentioned or, or brought up that that really deep interaction between the fire and accessibility and also where the smartest place for that tour is going to go or, or the Gorge Express.
2: Right. And the Gorge Express can't go on that old historic highway mm-hmm. because it's a big bus and and would, you know, have a real hard time. Yeah. I mean, it could, but it would be more difficult. Yeah.
1: Less feasible. Yeah. So you found yourself, we talked about this. Um, so we, we had met originally at the Active Transportation Summit. Mm-hmm. And we had talked a little bit about how you were starting to look to go further out into the mm-hmm. gorge are you feeling like for like best bet this summer, or for or for stuff that you're looking to do, that's that's still going to be the the best option?
2: Well, yeah, it's something that I had wanted to do before the fire. gonna okay. Spend more time on the Eastern Gorge. I've been a tour guide in the Gorge for years now, and just experiencing a great increase in usage, um, mm. according to the data that they take at the visitor center at Multnomah Falls, which is you know, admittedly, very. Uh, um, approximate uh in 2014 there were 1 million visitors to the multnomah falls and in 2017 uh 4 million and wow. that's oh. even with the wow. fire wow yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: the word is out yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so uh and you know i was seeing a, a crazy increase in traffic on mm-hmm. the on the historic highway and you know usage of the trails and and so i would already wanted to you know if i'm going to ride my bike in the summer on the historic highway i don't want to do it when you know there's a half mile backup um you know even even before you get to Multnomah falls it's it's,
1: and i try i tried this for like one vehicle length but it is truly unsafe to like overtake if it's gridlock because the first person coming the other way is just going to smash you against a car or a wall yeah
2: right and we would we would often see you know situations where we tell our guests you know please don't do that and Mm -hmm. they you know, being from other places, maybe they are a little bit more aggressive in nature. And of mm. course, they, you know, often do. And, yeah, then you feel responsible. Um yeah, oh, yeah. especially as a tour guide, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Well and I was, One, you know, two, three, yeah. four,
1: five, wait, did we have six on this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far my losses are none. Oh, good. but you know, that's you know, it could change. I don't want it to. Um so and, and it's just not really a great experience mm-hmm. to to ride your bike uh where most of your at least half of your experience is just sitting behind other cars. Mm-hmm um you know we'd come up with solutions for that but they weren't always great and didn't really take into account all abilities so um you know going to the eastern gorge where it's absolutely beautiful mm. and the, there's many pathways that have no uh you know cars on them so whatsoever you know you got the mosher tunnels uh you've got the the um, rowena loop it's it's so pretty and so much fun to ride yeah so i'd already wanted to do that nice
1: yeah and especially for that spot that's not Somewhere that I think, at least on my impression, that's for people in Portland thinking of like, oh, I'm going to go on a day trip. Like, you don't typically think out that far.
2: But it's it's not really that far. Yeah, it is pretty close. It's it's like a little more than an Mm -hmm. hour to drive there, but only barely. And, you know, if you're stopping on the way to see waterfalls, it doesn't feel that bad. And it's Mm -hmm. just such a pretty ride. And the difference in landscape is pretty amazing. And I think it gives you a really much better idea of what the, the kind of the gamut of Oregon geography and mm-hmm. climate is, uh, which you can't experience by going to the Western Gorge. I mean, you know, that's a lovely experience for people to have, but it's so much richer and fuller mm-hmm. to go to see, you know, that arid part of the East. I don't know if you know this, but um, between Cascade Locks and Mosier, uh, the, uh, which is just East of... Um, hood river the uh average rainfall falls by one inch per year per mile wow yeah no kidding nice yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) how many miles is mosher from hood river roughly
2: Oh, about 10
1: yeah Mm -hmm. wow that's awesome isn't that crazy i like that (laughs) too because that's one of my favorite things about sort of central gorge is that depending on the season you're going out like everybody's talking you know dog mountain for wildflowers or such Mm Um but if you time it right it 's just a simple matter of either going up or down in elevation because the central gorge just has a totally different timing than right else. exactly yeah and that's really you, fun yeah too.
2: you go up to Rowena crest and you're up at something over two thousand feet, I think at the top there, and mm-hmm. you know the the wildflowers are amazing there, and uh it 's actually you know a fairly easy hike compared to dog mountain
3: yeah, yeah.
2: um and uh you know not unstrenuous, so you 're still getting that climb, but mm-hmm. you um don't have those uh, crazy crowds and situations in the Western Gorge, so I think it's a you know great opportunity for anyone. Yeah, definitely. Even if they're not coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, if, if people but they should. They yeah, should exactly. should. <laughs> exactly. yeah. and, and,
1: and on that point, if people did want to go on tour with you, where should they find you?
2: Well, um, I have a website cordillarintours but if you're looking just to do the trailhead shuttle, I made an easy website. Uh, Gorgetrailhead dot com that directs to my website. Oh, okay. In nice. In case you can't spell cordillarin.
1: I, I have to admit, I was looking for the site, and I, I, I had a couple of mistries at first. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure she said Cordilleran, but I was spelling it like Cordillerian or something. So glad, yeah, glad we yeah, found it there. Yeah,
2: it may not have been the uh, the ideal name, but I have well, a where good did story. The, I was going to say,
0: where did the name come from?
2: Well, uh, I don't know if you know how the gorge was formed. Do you know that?
0: I just assumed erosion.
2: Oh no 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 not at all! <laughs> all um, right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could do the long story, but I'll I'll do I'll do a brief version. So then, that's what most people assume. In fact, that's what geologists assumed up until the late nineteen twenties. Uh, when a man named Harlan Bretz uh you know came up with a theory that much better fits the facts of you know the entire uh Columbia River plateau um so you know the the Columbia River comes from British Columbia and there are many parts of this um uh the of Washington and Idaho and Montana and uh, and the Columbia River Gorge that don't fit the erosive theories. Mm. One of them being the Spokane Scablands. I don't know if you guys have ever been up there, or heard about them. Just huge areas that have been stripped of their topsoil. There's also the Grand Coulee, a huge waterfall would be twice the size oh. of of uh, yeah. Niagara Falls if water was flowing over it. Mm. Um, the and you know that doesn't really but fit, no longer right right yeah. due to the and, dam right. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, and and also because of these uh, ice age floods. So, mm-hmm. um, somewhere between about eighteen thousand and sixteen thousand years ago, um, as the Cordilleran ice sheet uh, started to break apart, this covered most of British Columbia and Alaska. Um, it, the big lobes of it would get lodged in rivers like the Clark Fork River in Idaho. And so behind that formed these huge glacial lakes. Uh, and they would get so big uh, and that uh, when they breached, which would happen because the water pressure near them would get so high, you know, they would start to form cracks in the dam. And then you get water forced through and friction and heat and your dam would explode. They say that at peak flows, it would be 10 times all the rivers of the world. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They would just like this crazy rush of water. The, this, the lakes, the The glacial lake was the size of Lakes Erie and Ontario combined. Oh, wow. And so that would you know rush through Idaho and Washington and down the Columbia River Gorge, basically ripping off what had been the riverbank. Now, those old walls of the gorge were these 15 plus million year old basalt that had flowed into an old channel of the river. So there are these huge Huge walls that are not, you know, able to erode. Okay. So big chunks of that would break off, and Mm -hmm. then everything that had been deposited by the river as the river slowly made its new channel, got torn off too. So, you know, eventually, eighty-five times this happened, or thereabouts. Geologists think, yeah.
1: I'm thinking of like the biggest natural event that I that I've seen captured on film, and I'm drawing to the. that iceberg documentary where they they're trying to explain it they're like this is the size of manhattan that is like capsizing and even that just the size of manhattan like the scale of it is just like mind boggling
2: yeah the scale is really hard to to imagine and you know i i believe that most of the flood theory you know the flood stories that are in uh, all kinds of mythologies throughout the world Uh come from similar events because i think this happened uh, all All over the world yeah um um, my 12-year-old is you, asking yeah. a question. Do, do you want to totally ask? should learn sign language. I should learn sign language. <laughs> yes. Although <laughs> I don't
0: know how that would work for a podcast.
2: But, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I talk with oh. my hands. He's probably oh, mentioning I it because I, I right. use my but, hands but, a lot, yes. but I'm not actually saying anything that someone who is deaf could probably understand. You know, I get a lot of tourists that don't have 100% perfect English mm. So I having I, body language, yeah, I yeah. think body language reinforces whatever mm-hmm. their you know their lack of English.
1: There's also a classification of signs um, between symbolic and um, iconic, and so there's a lot of natural gestures which we make that fall natu- like into that category. So they are what they seem. They are
2: that, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So you're halfway there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've learned a little, but (laughs) (laughs) not enough to uh, tell any of these tour stories. But so, so that is part of what um, the reason why we have that name, Cordilleran Tours. Um, It also uh, is, you know, distinguished from other tour companies. I you may know that uh, you know my former employer often gets. Confused with other bike tour companies, it happens. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the, the rotating
1: door game. No, the ones down the street. No, the other ones down yeah, the street. Yeah,
2: then you know, our, our two, empl- uh, my former employer sure. and his employer, they're both on Second Avenue. They're both equidistant from Burnside. They're yep. they're they're, they're it, I just yes. realized like it's you guys were like so actually. close
0: actually. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and
2: uh, yeah. you guys used to go by Portland bike tours, and we uh-huh. were pedal bike tours, and so like it's almost indistinguishable. As as a tourist, you have no idea yeah. which one is which and i would often get you know reviews left on your site Mm -hmm. my boss said i could not claim those for bonuses i'd say (laughs) i'd say like fair game as far as i'm
1: as far as i'm where like i I don't know if we have any cross posted to pedal but yeah it is funny how that
2: that used to happen a lot more than it does now i think because you guys have have a little bit altered your name yeah Mm -hmm. that
1: differentiation is is nice (laughs)
2: but i wanted i wanted to have something that was distinctive and also something that wasn't pedal you know yeah, like yeah. it yeah. doesn't it will... have to be a bicycle tour i cannot exactly. do a walking tour and people will understand that it's not mm-hmm. you know out of my uh wheelhouse
1: and i think cordelarin is nice too because like I w- I- I- in the bike industry like whether sprocket or otherwise like there are only so many things you can name after bicycle related objects yes. or parts. Like yeah, you're, yeah. Gonna, you're going you're to gonna run get, out. Yeah.
2: Right. And, you know, there's that consumer confusion. So sure. I, I won't have that. Now, I might have people, you know, having a hard time finding me on the internet. But I'm going to, I have, you know, a number of other websites that I'm going to point to, to mine nice. just to, you know, make it easy. I've got one day in Com as well. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: if anything else good for a domain. Uh... A domain snipe somewhere, somewhere in the future. <laughs> that it's so, it's so, yeah. Domain camping is is so interesting to me for some reason.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a fascinating topic. Yes, uh, i uh, We won't
1: get too far off into the weeds. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, we can talk about
2: that some other time for sure. Domain camping, it's a thing.
1: <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much yeah. for joining us on air this evening. It's been a pleasure to have you.
2: That thank is you.
0: Cordilleran bike. Tours.
2: Cordillaran Not just Not, bikes. Bike, not just by anything. We just talked about that, Aaron.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. yeah, nice. Dot com. Yeah, yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and we'll post some links at the yeah, bottom of the definitely. episode as oh, well. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Thanks for joining.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with turning up the volume.
1: You know what we can't read if we don't have volume? is in the world uh the calendar yes (laughs) oh i love
0: i love i love love, love love the the calendar
1: don't don't ever use that
0: and no one will ever be the wiser
1: unless we miss this edit hi world don't First up, the factory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> First up, second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis.
1: Second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also,
0: the second Friday of every month is the Indianapolis Bike Party.
1: And the second Sunday of every month, the Corvidae Bike Club. Yeah, ride. Cuckoo, that would be,
0: cuckoo, cuckoo. That would be uh, this Sunday if that it you is. happen to be listening to this um in the first week of April.
1: And I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't see it on here, although we certainly could add it. The Tuesday Night Ride oh, yeah, is also it, a Oh, yeah, it is
0: one. not on there. Every other Tuesday, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. That, I, I, I believe so, without looking at yeah. anything else than the screen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, March 20th through the 31st is Iran Oh, and that's, I guess, done. Because <laughs> we're in April. <laughs> April. <laughs> what? Yes.
1: Come Yes. You don't want to go on a, a post spring equinox ride in Indianapolis I would from, to, our, from our. By the very, way,
0: oh, check out Keith's Instagram. I uh, did. I've got yeah. it at
1: the bottom of this post. Oh right, great, great.
0: <laughs> uh, April eighth is pedal, pedal, no pedal pursuit. Oh my god, I can't believe I messed that up.
1: Do you want to start from the top?
0: Ah, April eighth is pedal pursuit.
1: April 14th, Lads 500, where Team Sprocket Podcast will interview you. We
0: will be doing interviews on-site. Come say hi, bring the jackassery, because Lord knows we will as well. April 21st, Randy Joe Fabrications Trunk Show from Rivello.
1: April 28th, Grant Peterson will be present at Rivello.
0: Also, April 29th is the Monster Cookie Metric Century. That's 60-some miles. That's a pretty doable distance.
1: Definitely.
0: And you get a Monster Cookie.
1: Ooh, I would do it just for the cookie. Actually, I I would eat cookies, and then I'd just do it, and then I'd enjoy the cookie afterwards, too, because cookies are delicious. Yes. On April 29th, the Yakima Valley Fondo from Pete D. in Yakima.
0: May 12th, the Mashley Scavenger Hunt Ride, and that it was also given to us by the good folks at Ravello.
1: Thank you. May 16th, uh, the Santa Cruz, California Ride of Silence from ride leader Gregory Braithwaite.
0: May 19th, the DC Bike Ride.
1: And June 2nd, the Gifford Gravel 50 Ride with GPS Route in the link. Oh, yes.
0: June 2nd, the Wiser River Ride.
1: And June 16th, the ravello third anniversary wing ding barbecue
0: that just sounds delicious Yum. june 23rd pedal pedal
1: and august 19th the portland century
0: you know what's also coming up in august and the date the exact date escapes me um but the swift summit uh huh? the 100 200 mile not race kind of race um over it starts in well it's a loop uh in Lebanon, Oregon. Okay. Um, We had a bunch of people uh, from last year's come over and hang out with us. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And
1: wasn't Maria on that ride as well? I'm trying to remember.
0: I, Maria, sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure no.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Then I'm misremembering.
0: <laughs> unless I'm misremembering. I don't think so. Okay.
1: But maybe... Well, either way, we should ha- we should have her back on the show here yes. sometime soon.
0: Um, but the reason I bring up the Swift Summit Northwest is I'm kind of thinking of doing it. Ooh, yeah. So, listeners, here's your chance to talk me out of it or further encourage this craziness. I what's, have not. Uh, what's done... so crazy about it? Well, I've not done a century in several years. It's
1: only a hundred of some units.
0: <laughs> Good point. All right,
1: I'm back in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've been tossing it around, uh, especially since uh, Swift Summit did kind of a mini profile on Eric Iverson. I'm like, you Uh, know, if he's going to be out there doing it, keeping it real for all of us non-racers, maybe another non-racer needs to get in on this action.
1: you can have a great voice recording that we mail to ourselves, (laughs) Uh, one one of Eric's Insta-famous instagram recordings. yes
0: um uh, speaking of this is we're way off topic here and i apologize but i apologize also for not sending anything from mexico city we were just you know too busy having fun
1: you know what aaron yeah, yeah. i absolve you thank you <laughs> june 23rd the petal petal we already talked about that which brings <laughs> us to august 19th the portland century Uh, which we
0: also already talked about which brings (laughs) us
1: to september 2nd the tour de lab
0: september 8th and 9th is the bike ms 150
1: you know i was just so excited about those other two events Aaron. i could i just had to read yeah yeah I, i dig it it was a requirement um Upcoming film by bike tour dates, we've got Albany, New York, July 22nd, Seattle, coming soon, Vancouver, Washington, coming soon, Arcata, California, November of 2018, and Bendigo, Australia, October of 2018.
0: You know what's not listed on there for film by bike events? The beer mongers? (laughs) <laughs> on southeast division in 12 oh you mean
1: you mean filmed by bike
0: <laughs> yeah i was mostly thinking more along the lines of filmed by bike yes that, you, that's you know it's not listed on there <laughs> That's is for true film by bike events is the portland filmed by bike
1: you mean like the big thing that's, that started it all yes the, yes the, the, the one event grandmother
0: a year? of all filmed by bikes
1: the 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 perfect mishmash of culture meets cycling meets fun and sometimes lots of beer yes yeah that would be filmed by bike yeah come join us uh, Um, May 4th through the 6th
0: Portland, Oregon be there and that was
1: and now for
3: what can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike I like my bike
1: just as fast as we can into the daylight just as fast as we can into the from spin lister the the spin lister is no oh, more
0: oh no we got some bad news folks
1: we
3: yeah. do
0: dear Spinlister community our loyal listers renters and bike shop partners we don't have great news after five years since we relaunched the spinlister platform into the market we will unfortunately be shutting down our services on April 22nd 2018 we're not able to raise funding so our board of investors decided that the best option was to close shop
1: yeah and end all of current, an era.
0: yeah all current rentals and reservations still are being honored though
1: that's good good on them um I had a SpinLister account, but I I never actually used SpinLister. Although I know Brock did have his bike or bikes listed there from yeah. time to time.
0: Yeah, I I never used it. Okay. Um, I
1: mean, <laughs> shit. Are we like um, for, for, uh, harbingers of, uh, <laughs> of of ill use?
0: The, the people of of SpinLister are listening to this and going, "It's you
1: guys. It's, us. it's you." Well, well, to be fair, we 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 already have our own. But we travel with our bikes. That's my excuse. We got Bromptons, folks. <laughs> Well, and
0: here's here's my thing is I don't want to list any of my bikes, and mm. I'm sorry, but I'm just not up for lending my bikes out.
1: So the the red hair among horses remains oh. a one oh, no. bike rider, yeah, no, no one no, no, rider no, no. bike, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And I mean, I would, no, no, I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: So don't ask Aaron if you can borrow his bikes. Unless you know him really, 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 really well. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. <laughs> and even, like, I'm still going to be watching it. Don't leave line of sight. <laughs>
1: speaking of line of sight and things being no more. Oh no. Get, we've got more great news. Yeah. <laughs> Reach now is no more. Ah, do you ever feel like you're
0: like you're playing Nick Cage in a Nick Cage movie about Nick
1: Cage? Mm, like every Nick Cage movie? Yes. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that sometimes. Okay, that's
0: that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I
1: I want to do the very like stretched, drawn out like <laughs> anguish face right. that I'm just picturing <laughs> him doing right now, <laughs> uh, where his eyes are kind of melting out of his sockets.
3: <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire.
1: <laughs> no, the Ark of the Covenant. Wait, what movie is this? <laughs> so, um, yes. Despite all of our our laughter, reach now is no more. But technically they're still around they have just um sent out newsletters or 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 notifications to their clients stating that they are going to be merging uh between the bmw group and daimler so basically right now it's going through a regulatory phase um and and at, at this point in time they say for now nothing future news for now also nothing but stay tuned. <laughs> so uh, um, assuming that merger goes through, you will still well, be able to use reach now. It might look a little bit different, but uh,
0: it's yes. looking like a car to go reach now kind of thing yes. happening. I yeah. Think that's what they're aiming at. Well, there. Daimler is who's own, who owns Cardigo, Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I got two separate emails, one from car go and one from reach now. essentially. Okay. <laughs> they, the they were same like
1: um, <laughs> trading, trading, Technique behind the closed doors, and they're like, "Ooh, we'll send them both out on the same day. Right? <laughs> nice, nice, cleverly done." Um, for the this one, um, we'll be we'll be covering it soon, but I think I'm going to wait to let EJ and Ellie, I'm yeah. guessing, uh, allow us to play our jingle. Okay, I I think that's it for our headlines.
0: All right. Well, you know, we've had a lot of bad news. But you know what we
1: also have? What do we also have? We got mail. Hey, we got mail. And mail you delivered in spades. Thank no you. No kidding. Wow. Everyone. Yes, I was like big or small. I added, I think, everything that you sent to us to our <laughs> list here. So that's uh, that's my way of saying thank you. We appreciate it. You
0: You write it? And we'll read it.
1: (laughs) All the news that's fit to read on a podcast.
0: That's right, which is pretty much anything.
1: From listener Jeremiah, I remember you guys. We were the other group of two tall dudes in the back. Hope you got that flat fixed. Old Moody was no joke, but it was short compared to the Dalles Mountain Road Climb. Hope our paths cross again. I'm sure they will. Awesome.
0: From Rory in Michigan, hey guys, I've been meaning to send these out for a while. The, arriver, the arrival of the kick-ass patch reminded me, oh, he's talking about our patch.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I, I think so.
0: <laughs> Enjoy the plethora of Michigan beer stickers. Ooh. I've also included some stickers for the all vinyl radio I DJed once a week.
1: Which is? Black
0: Circle what? Radio.
1: And Awesome. Uh, I, it just occurs to me we should also get patches that say kick ass. <laughs> yes. Because we could have sprocket pod, we could have a we could have a flip side. I don't know, that wouldn't work for the iron on. Some way to, to, to <laughs> I guess our patches, patches are already really, kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. maybe maybe let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> From EJ Finnerin and I'm I'm guessing Ellie as well. We have our first in a while Call to Action? Call to Is action.
0: Is this Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Expanded transit service in the gorge will help address congestion and safety while improving access for gorge residents and visitors. ODOT is planning the following improvements in 2018. Extended service with new stops to Cascade Locks and Hood River. Service seven days a week starting in June. And new and improved schedules. We encourage all persons interested, this is me making this up now, to participate (laughs) in a survey which is online, valid until April 9th. This is it. You've been called. It's your take to action. Fill out the survey by April 9th.
0: Hey, you timed that pretty well.
1: Oh, it's not a loop. loop? (laughs)
0: it's not no (laughs) Uh, yeah we'll be posting a link to the survey on our website Uh, but yeah let the let ODOT know how you want the gorge to look they are planning improvements
1: I took the survey and it is actually a really good survey. Yeah. Um there there are some surveys that you're like, gosh, I'm really like feel that this information should be conveyed, but it's pulling teeth in order to give it. This uh-huh. is not one of those surveys. This okay. is a this is a really well done survey here. So yeah, take like four minutes and let them know how you would like the gorge to look.
0: Um also from EJ and Ellie, did you happen to see this? Flavor flav. Yes. And let me pull this up real quick <laughs> he calls it his Flava Flav bike his bike's awesome
1: it's it's like
0: and so yeah for since this is a podcast and you won't be able to actually uh, see this I'll just kind of describe what's happening here it's flavor Flav on a tall bike Flavor
3: Flav on a the- Big big
1: bike, yeah, G What's up, Flav? Yes.
0: This is how it's done, folks. Ha
1: ha ha He's not lying about no, that either. Yeah. Like that is kind of I didn't realize what like if how you were tall like Guthr- this bike was? Well well if you were like Guthrie, picture your ideal tall bike as as a machine, like in Flavor Flav's version is in, like it's pretty much right on the money. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's an amazing tall bike. <laughs>
0: I want to know who built this. Or we how, we, find how it got built. Yeah. I wonder if how
1: we, have a built it. That'd be coolness oh upon my coolness. Gosh, yes.
0: Oh. Uh, um next up from Thomas Gato. Uh, in uh yes replying to episode 403 Ellie Tallheimer love the golden oldies. This is a great idea. When you guys need a well-deserved break, the episode I would nominate to rebroadcast is when Aaron's brother was on the show. I have that saved to a special place on my iPod when I need a pick me up. And I counter with actually Anna countered with this, um, because I, I assumed it was my brother, Dan, mm. and Anna countered that all my brothers were on the show, but two of them were actually like in the studio. Oh, okay. So it could be any one of my
1: brothers. Ooh. <laughs> Possibly. Do I smell a greatest (laughs) hits? Are you going to take? We should wait. How many brothers do you have? I have three. All right. So take off for three weeks, and we'll we'll, we'll just get it figured out. (laughs) One for
0: each brother. Well, to to be fair, my oldest brother was only ever on the show in in voicemail form. But Mm. uh, yeah, Ben, my younger brother was on the show talking about uh, life in Hawaii. In fact, we should get him on again because he has been using their bike share. Oh, nice! um, For a long time. Nice. Um, So. Ben, if you're listening, next time you come to Portland, we're getting you on. Um, but Dan has been on a few times and once uh, over the phone. And that might be what Thomas Gato is talking about. Or it might just be one of the two times he was in the studio. Hmm. Two times? Yeah, I think it was. We'll, <laughs> anyway. We'll, we'll cue it up.
1: <laughs> yes. From Keith Hutchinson, Generally, I wouldn't bother emailing about a random ride that happened in Indianapolis. Holy shit, the Spring Equinox ride was the most epic group ride I've ever led. I Emphasis mine. Uh, <laughs> usually, in late March, if we get any precipitation, it's a lot of rain. Not this day, by the time the ride would have ended, there was a foot of snow on the ground. Oh, shit. Um, luckily, a buddy loaned me his Krampus, or I would have struggled. About 30 people showed up, and there was already three or so inches. Right when we started the ride, the sky started puking snow. I'd say an inch or two in an hour. I fell down once. Luckily, it was right before the really big illegal dumping zone. We ended up in an abandoned house and conference center. Warmed up a bit and then headed home. Freaking fantastic ride. Oh yeah. One did did the whole thing on a metro feeds.
0: Nice.
1: Shit. That's yes. pretty cool.
0: And um he linked or he sent us links to his Instagram yeah. uh, pictures, which were amazing.
1: hmm Yeah. Definitely check this out. They will they will be in the show notes. Well, thanks for writing in, Keith. I would say, um, please do bother. It's great to hear from you, and thanks for writing.
0: And lastly, from Eric Iverson, and I'm gonna play the drums under this one too. At beer mongers, the fervor has already begun to ferment. I swear to God, those fuckers in Congress can have my guns, my voting rights. Hell, they can take my wife if they want to, exclaimed one bearded patron who chose to remain anonymous, but I'll be damned if they can take away the bitter, juicy goodness of this IPA. He clenched a pint of Fort George's Beta 16.2, his knuckles white. I have no idea if this is in reference to anything, I think but this is great writing.
1: This, uh, I believe, so I'm not sure if it, Eric is being quoted, uh, but this showed up uh, as a as a pullout quote in a um, Oregon Craft Brew article, I believe, or, oh, or, or, yeah? or some brewing publication um, went to the beer mongers and, and interviewed patrons about their opinion about a uh, to-be-slated regulation on the amount of hops that you can prove. No. Brew. That's a
0: real thing? Oh
1: yeah, trust me. I had to look this up. <laughs> it's it's a real thing. So so get this. Um
0: Wait a minute. But I, hops doesn't do shit for alcohol. Like why is there Well, is...
1: Aaron, science okay. says otherwise. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, or 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 the true answer is we don't know yet. Okay. Uh so what what this is in regards to is a article that came out and an announcement that came out from I, I don't know if it was the Surgeon General, uh but in that regard, to Oregon placing a limit to the amount of hops and also the timing of said hops in terms of its introduction into the brewing process, and so oh no, yes, a no stu- more fresh hops. Uh, maybe well, I I won't I won't doomsay, okay. but um, <laughs> let let's put it this way: should this pass, uh, you will have wished you got beer and saved it from today. Uh, wow! Basic, basically, there has been a study done by some students at I believe it was Lewis and Clark. That showed some negative health benefits uh, almost to the what would be considered medicinal level as provided by the introduction or overhopping of beers. And so what their argument is is that due to that it should be medicated or, or regulated as a medication and not as a tasty beverage one enjoys when one wants wow. to.
0: So what is what is the effect of hops on a so medical level?
1: The medical effect of hops in high concentration can mimic some of the terpenes and other chemicals found in popular strains of hemp or weed. Uh-huh. And in that that sort of familial sense. Uh, they they again. It's a this is where I it, like. I read this whole article and then they put at the very very little bottom of it. First year uh, student study at Lewis and Clark. PC. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, okay. what? What? Hold up. <laughs> um, so uh, what I'm gonna wait a minute. So I'm gonna say so is more freshman more
0: study. I mean, not just not to discount it too much. Well, but we're not we're not saying like this came out of a lab
1: here. Well, here's uh, what I would say is not to discount it at all. Um, that would be to in fact count it highly and do a lot more research before making a law about it yes Uh, because it sounds like that's what is needed (laughs) yes Um, that being said there are plans in motion to uh, have a date set by which brewers will be required to limit their amount of hops introduced into beer um and folks over at breakside and other hop heavy uh brewers are already working on plans in order to meet the new regulatory requirements oh, damn yeah so it, it feels just feels like so it got it got me thinking like stuff that's colloquial or or, or like based more on feel and vibes versus uh-huh. fact and science and i didn't realize how much of a blind spot i've got for beer when it comes to feelings versus science <laughs> like I, true, yeah. it's true i totally have a blind spot um so like half of me is like well shit if it's scientifically supported then i guess it's scientifically significant um and that's where i say like i i, I feel that way way more research should be yeah. put into yeah. what is at this point a multi-billion dollar industry within our state
0: well um, Maybe that part of that multi-billion dollar industry could be can regulation. Also, well, no, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 Could also like finish. go to, to funding more research. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: Wow. Yeah. I didn't
0: know it was a real thing We're, though. This is hilarious. Oh shit. But wait. also
1: kind of dark. Was this on April Fool's? Are we getting, are we oh, post April Fool's? Did link? we
0: just get, did
1: we just get plunked? When did Brock send this to us?
0: Hold on. Up. Hop.
1: You know regulation. what? By the time you're listening to this, we'll have gotten to the bottom of it. <laughs> Fuck! I really hope that that's the case. Actually. Oh man, that would be great. Oh, I, this, I this, mean, this is what happens when I put all the uh, the show the the show notes in at the last day.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's on a .gov here. It's on Oregon.gov. Oh wait, this is hop inspection. That has nothing to do with hop
1: inspection we We'll uh, we'll we'll figure it out here. So so, if you've been clutching your your um, IPAs, your strong double imperial pale ales in in your arm, and and just shaking your head in dissatisfaction, <laughs> I, I really hope that this is not the case. There's enough discredibility, but also at times credibility within this article. So so maybe I will yeah. say, uh, impetus is on you. And we'll figure it out by the next airing.
0: Sure, sure. And and if corrections need to be posted, I'm I'm all for that.
1: That would be probably my favorite correction of 2000. Well, okay, not my favorite. It's up there. It's top ten for favorite (laughs) corrections of 2018. I, I
0: don't mind being wrong because if I'm wrong, hopefully that means I've learned something.
1: Yes, absolutely. As as someone once said, don't make fun of people for mispronouncing words. It means they've learned it by reading. Yes.
0: Um, kind of on the subject of, like, being April Fooled, mm-hmm. have you ever photobombed anyone or been photobombed? All the time. Yeah? Yes. As yeah. a rule. <laughs> as a rule? You, oh, yeah. You, if you see someone posing, you, like, try to get in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's... I I, I
1: I take it to, like, I, art form level most nice. times. Or, okay. or at least that's my attempt.
0: It's kind of been my thing. Uh, nice, nice. In vacation and post-vacation. Okay. And we kind of... I don't want to say made enemies out of, but Hmm. certainly fomented a rivalry with the people flying in the row ahead of us on the plane. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Tell us. Uh, They were taking selfies on the plane, and I would just, like, peek through the the cracks (laughs) the spaces between the seats. (laughs) Uh, And... It got to a point to where like mom was holding up a shirt, <laughs> so you so, can, so, so that someone else could do a uh, selfie, uh, and and like at first I was like kind of mad because I'm like, come on, just take a joke. Mm-hmm. And then you know I I That's... tried to empathize and I thought like, okay, mm. if I was taking a selfie,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, like and I saw somebody like. And I wasn't doing anything vulgar. I was just kind of like yeah. peeking over, you know, yeah. just, um uh, but You're if not. I saw someone in, in the background, like, how would I feel? Hmm. And I gave it some thought and I was like, I think I'd be like right on. Yeah. Hats off. Hell yeah. Good for you. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, so long as the photo itself isn't, isn't, yeah. you know, ruined. I mean, like if but,
1: it's like, your, if it's, it, so let, let's switch up the situation. Yeah. Airplane. Boom. Hospital bed. You're in the the you're in the <laughs> if curtain, I'm in the hospital, you're in the bed, are the next door. I best not
0: be taking See, selfies. Yeah, so like
1: <laughs> you you have uh, you or, have limits.
0: Or if I'm taking <laughs> selfies in the hospital bed, fine. Yeah, you should be photo bombing me because <laughs> that means I'm well enough to take selfies yeah, in the hospital yeah, bed. Fair enough. Fair <laughs>
1: enough. I I've always been like very opportunistic about the whole photo bombing uh-huh. thing, mainly because I I take I do a lot of photography. And oh, yeah. So like for me, um it just doesn't phase me it never really has and like i think it was maybe a year or so after i started doing it really seriously that i was like you know what somebody walks through that's fine because <laughs> <laughs> <Like if> somebody <laughs> wants to do something yeah that's fine i don't shoot on film so i don't really care like, uh, yeah I'll, I'll just, well and, I'll just and wait. that's the
0: thing with with digital mm-hmm. pictures is like ah uh, someone photobob
1: delete. Yeah yeah you know i mean like when when planking I, was I mean, a whole big thing i think thing. that's why
0: <laughs> that's why they were so frustrated is oh gotcha they want this shot and oh here's this guy with There's his Aaron. funny glasses delete <laughs> <laughs> try again ah oh, there he is no. again
1: <laughs> i i i i am a big fan of photo bombing. actually yeah. i don't know it's just it's like it's it's like sure if if people ask me to stop yeah no problem like you don't be a jerk right, about it right. um but i've just had it happen so many times and it what actually amuses me the most is when people apologize for it and and that's oh, what really confu- oh i yeah like very routinely um what
0: yeah cuz oh oh like, oh, look- like cuz you're taking a photo exactly. and like they and walk into walk the in frame, frame and yeah. like, no, honestly, okay. yeah.
1: like no honestly it's quite okay yeah like i'll i'll just take another one <laughs> hey that was easy <laughs> so yeah the photo bombing um i'm solidly in the go for it camp uh-huh. with uh the restriction of if somebody asks you to stop you can probably choose to be respectful. Yeah. Uh,
0: we tried to get them to reverse photobomb.
1: Oh, okay. So like start a little We, like, photo we turned
0: war. we turned the camera onto us, but like we were facing the other direction so we could get that family in the background. Mm-hmm. And we tried to get them in the background of our picture. <laughs> wait,
1: did you reach over <laughs> wait, reach over the chair? And, well and be we like, hey, like excuse do you mind? Excuse like uh, <laughs> Hey, look over here. Look over here. <laughs> they they really liked you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. There's I, I kind of feel bad, but I think it's pretty funny. I
1: don't know. Gosh, there's so many things that are truly tragic about the world. I feel like photo bombing is not one that deserves a spot <laughs> right, on that list. Right. <laughs> well, uh, if you have a favorite story of a photo bomb or a photo bomb that you yourself would like to send to us, please do so, and yes. we'll include it in our next week's segment. Right on. You want to lead us out?
0: Sure. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal.
1: Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email
0: to the SprocketPodcast at gmail.com.
1: Call or text 503-847-9774.
0: Twitter and Instagram at Sprocket
1: Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for a theme music. Hurtbird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And
0: thanks to sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Cut. Thrina Wayne Why Norman,
1: did I have trouble with that? I'm Doug <laughs> Robertson, Ethan Georgie Justin
0: Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean
1: Richard Wisinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish
0: Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker Dan Gubhart, who's, who's a, a, a time, time traveler. traveler
1: Dave Knows, Chris Smith Christy Kester, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom.
0: Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon.
1: John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh
0: Zisson, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me.
1: Salutations, Aaron Greer, author of We Were Like Sons Green. and founder of The Regrainery. Aaron Green, <laughs> thank
0: you. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Bolton.
1: Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flourney.
0: Der- Jeremy Kitchen, who is not going on a two year walkabout, nor is he selling his Twitter account. Uh, well played, by the way. David Belay, Tim Coleman.
1: Mr. T, Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, thanks, thanks for, the for the mail. The
0: mail. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, also thanks for the mail. Keith Hutchinson, also thanks for the mail.
1: You folks were awesome this week. Two weeks. Ranger Tom, <laughs> Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tan. Derek
0: Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron,
1: Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite,
0: Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna,
1: Matthew Rooks, ca-ca! Ca-ca! and welcome to new donor, Marshall. Marshall. Thank
0: you so much. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far.
1: Now brush your teeth. And go to bed.
0: We we, like went longer than the outro. We're finally music. there, yeah. <laughs> We're there wow. again. We're finally there.
1: <laughs> well, we either we either need to get less donors or more music. Right. Well, <laughs> one of them's a little easier awesome. than the other. <laughs>